0: Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. Luke chapter 2, verse 8. Amen. I started thinking about the story of Jesus, you know, and I started thinking about Christmas, and I started thinking about all that stuff that we think about, In this time of year, and this is what got me. I started thinking, you know, I started looking at Jesus' birth in the earth and thought, what a supernatural opportunity we have to reflect upon the goodness of God. You know what I mean? How good God's been to us. How faithful that we were destitute and doomed and God sent his only begotten son. Christmas, I don't know. You know, I'm so bad with this stuff because Christmas seems like it's everyday. Easter seems like it's an everyday reality. You know, it's just like, oh, yay, Jesus was born. I'm like, yay, oh, yay, Jesus lives in me. Praise the Lord. But he had to become... What he needed to become, so me and you could have what it is we can have, and I just want to read this story to you about of, of Jesus, and then just pull a couple highlights that I think really blessed me. They helped me reflect upon the moment of what Christmas means to me. hopefully they 're going to bless you today because they bless me in Luke chapter two verse eight i 'm reading it, and I think it 's in the passion translation, and it says this: then that night in a field near Bethlehem, there were shepherds watching over their flocks, and suddenly An angel of the Lord appeared in radiant splendor before them, lighting up the field with blazing glory of God, and the shepherds were terrified. And look what it says here. It says this in verse 10. It says, but the angel reassured them, saying, don't be afraid, for I have come to bring you good news, the most joyous news the world has ever heard, and it is for everyone everywhere. And he said this, for today in Bethlehem, a rescuer was born for you. He is the Lord Yahweh, the Messiah. You will recognize him by the miracle sign. You will find a baby wrapped in stripes in strips of cloth, lying in a feeding trough. Then all at once, a vast number of glorious angels appeared, the very armies of heaven, and they all praised God and sang. I started thinking about something. In verse 10, he said these words. He said, but the angel reassured them, saying, don't be afraid. For I've come to bring you good news, the most joyous news the world has ever heard, and it is for everyone everywhere. And guys, I want you to know, he's been bringing good news ever since. That blessed my life because I want you to read, I want you to hear this. Everyone everywhere received what? Good news. What was that? This is the best news anybody ever heard, that no matter where you're at and no matter what's going on, Jesus has already supplied the answer for my life and for your life. Man, life sometimes is just wild. You know, they were talking about It's a Wonderful Life, right? You know, everybody watches that movie. It's a Wonderful Life. You know, y'all just make me suffer through it. I remember going to Liz's house, you know, one year, and we got to watch these crazy movies that they watched for, like, 30 years. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm ready to pull my ear off and chew it. It's like, you know, 1963 thing going on, and it's like, isn't this wonderful? I'm like, yeah, it's great. How much longer is this going to go on? You know, I want to watch Elf. I don't really want to watch Bing Crosby's Christmas. I don't know about you, whatever it was, you know, and then, you know, I, you know me, I got, the ADD kicks in, and I got I to gotta move. Come on, let's go. All right, and this thing's way too slow, and Lauren's laughing because, you know, I'm the only one who speaks up. All my other brother-in-laws are a bunch of softies. They just put up with this stuff. I tried to mutiny and tried to watch football, but you know what? Hey, sometimes you got to. One time, I said I'll do it once, and that's it, okay? I did it. I'm good. I'm initiated. That's it. I don't need to watch this again. Trust me. I'll be okay. And I started thinking about, it's a wonderful life. Well, you know what? Sometimes life isn't so wonderful. <laughs> you know, life isn't easy. You know, it's like we get this thing what it's supposed to look like, right? Marriage is supposed to look like this. It's gonna be great, trust me. It's gonna be, you're gonna be okay. It's good. Today's a great day. Remember today. Remember it. Don't let it out of your mind. Hold on to it forever. Go back to it. You will repeat that moment in time. You know what? This is kind of good. You need to go to lunch. You need to make an investment and take them guys to lunch. I'm gonna, you know what I'm gonna do? No. I'm gonna give you money to take them to lunch. Okay, now listen, you're gonna set it up if they're okay with it. Are you okay with hanging out with these guys? You good? Yeah. Okay, you buy them a mistake. I'm gonna give you real money, not like Chick-fil-A money. I'm gonna give you money money. <laughs> okay? You're gonna take you guys are gonna go out with them and you're gonna sit there with a notepad, just write. Trust me, what they tell you you're gonna need. It's like a manual of life, but it's gonna be good. All right. So after the holiday you see me or whatever, I'm gonna hook it up. Somebody in staff, make sure Lauren, remember that. Give them the money. Take them for a good lunch, all right? Because you're gonna need. It. I might, I might actually call in. For, I might actually come. Praise the Lord! Because you're gonna need it. <laughs> They've been married like sixty years. God bless. We all need to reprogram, right? Life isn't always easy, but God gave us the good news. And I know sometimes that sounds like just such a, like, oh, I got the good news. But we got good news. And look at that scripture. I love it. For everybody, everywhere. I got great news because Jesus came. Guess what that means? No matter where you're at, no matter what you're going through, and no matter what you're experiencing, God has given us his word so we can overcome the situations of life. That's the best news. Because when I don't know what to do, I can lean in that word and find out what exactly to do. Because without God, guess what? I got no news. And it sure ain't, And half the times in life ain't giving me good news. It's giving you bad news after bad news after bad news after bad news. Now we got the CNN constant negative news. Come on, right? Nah, it's a joke, but you know what I'm saying, right? Well, maybe it's the truth. But anyway, negative news is constantly, perpetually being thrown at us, right? You get news from this and news from that. And the next thing you know, man, after a while, I'm like, man, can anybody, what do we look for? Good news, right? Can anybody bring some good news? Well, I got good news for you. Jesus brought the good news before you got here. So just go get the new news, amen? Come on, get the news he's got for you, and it's for everybody everywhere. Look what it says over here. In Psalm 96 and 1, I love this, man. This is so good. 96, 1 and 2, and I want you to good news for everyone. When they pop this up there, you're going to pull it in and see it. God's got good news for me, man. What's the good news? Next time somebody tries to get negative and you're like, oh, say, so, hey, what, what's the good news in the midst of this thing? Because not every new. come on. Some of you got negative Nancy. Oh, there's no Nancys in here, is there? Yeah. <laughs> Don't be negative, Nancy. You know, the other day I said something. Oh, my God. My kids, they wear you out. You know, they go to school. They got these new, new, new terminology. You know, when you're acting like a mom, they call you, you know, hey, don't be a Karen. You ever hear that? Stop acting like Karen. I was like, who's Karen? I was like, Mommy Karen from church? What are you talking about? And they're like, no, stop being a Karen. You're being like a parent is what they're basically saying. You know, Stop acting like a parent and acting like, like a real parent. How many of you are giving around negative people all day long? Will you give me some good news for crying out loud? Help me out a little bit. Go ahead, sing your new song to the Lord. Let everyone in every language sing him a new song. Woo-hoo, I like that. Look at this. Look at verse 2. Nine, not, yeah, verse 2. Don't stop, keep on singing, make his name famous, tell everyone every day how wonderful he is. Give them the good news of our great Savior. Take this message of this stuff and the miracles and share it with the nations. That's our job. We're supposed to take the good news. Why do you think I'm like, caring is sharing? I'm not just quoting it, but it's not me going, well, if you care about people, you got to share the good news. You got a coworker comes on and goes, well, I got diagnosed. Well, I got good news for you. Come on, right? You got somebody got a tough marriage. What do you say? I got good news for you. God can work it out. This is what I got to get you guys to see. And I know we know it, but as the church, we're the hope to the earth. They got no hope without God. They got no hope. You know what I'm saying? They got no hope without you. They don't know where to go. My friends are lost. They don't understand nothing. Come on, unless church people, they don't know, oh, this marriage, this thing, the report, my job, this virus going, what am I going to do? Right? How many people you work with sometimes when they're talking, you're like, oh, my God, you don't have a clue. You got no hope. Right? Right? But guess what? That's why you're here. You're not here just to run around preaching the gospel. You are a recipient of the good news and then I share the good news. I tell them, no, no, God can turn that thing around. God can fix your finances. I know right now, tears may endure for a night, but joy's coming in the morning. Where'd you get that from? You ever say something God said and look real smart in front of your lost friends and take total credit for it and don't even tell them that's in the Bible? I do it all the time. That's very smart. You know, you tell them, Oh, you look, you know, it's better to give than receive. That's a good idea. We're, that's pretty good. I do feel better when I give than when I receive. It's pretty, really, where'd you get that? Oh, I got a bunch of them. Just keep asking questions. No, you know what I'm saying. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, right? We give them the word, but are we sharing the good news? Have we even received the good news? Yeah come on, right? We got to be people of the good news. And I want—I got, I got great news for you. God already supplied it. He's the alpha and the omega, guys. That means he's the beginning and the end. He knows right where you're at. Supplied everything you need for where you're going. And he made sure he's going to take you into your future. I promise you. Some seasons might not look like he's moving, but trust me, he already moved into situations and circumstances. But we got to lean towards the good news. I like that because I love it. So everybody everywhere, what? Go tell them about this good news you got. Amen? How about this? I ask myself this question and I'm just going to pull it in. Have I been meditating on that good news or have I been hanging in that negative news? Come on, guys. It's the holiday, right? You know, we were just saying something the other day. I I told something to Pastor Liz. You know, we got, we, our schedule got kind of busy there. You know, we were out and with expanding and doing everything we're doing and everything's going on. It gets getting busy. And I said, you know, we, we got all this kind of like this. Gotta do this and gotta go shopping and gotta cook and gotta, gotta, gotta. gotta. You gotta go to Christmas party, right? How many of you gotta go here, gotta go there, gotta do, gotta, gotta, gotta. You're almost getting mad. You're almost frustrated about all the good stuff you get to do. You know what I mean? And some people just be looking to do anything, just be happy to get up and be able to go do it. And I'm over here, what? I got to change my got to to get to. Come on, I got to change my got to to get to. Write that down. Holidays are busy, right? You know, even you guys, it was funny, Paul, he's like, I'm driving a car down, you know, I'm like thinking, well, that's great, you know what I mean? But it's like, that's another thing you got to do, and you, you got to take time out of life, and we're doing stuff, and we get, we get, life's busy, you know, you got work, and you got this, you got kids, you got that, but I, I don't, I don't got to do it, I get to do it, I get to, I get to do this, I get to, I get to, why do I say that? I think it's kind of like the good news. Sometimes we start overlooking how 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 good we, we've we got it with God. And we, stop, we stop looking at what we have, and then we start looking at what's not manifested and complain about the things we don't see instead of giving them praise about all the things we do see. When you think about the good news, things start looking better and better. Come on, let's just keep our conscience in that good news because no matter what's going on, life gets fast. Look at verse 11. I thought of this one. This one really blessed my life. It says... For today in Bethlehem, a rescuer was born. Man, he's been rescuing people ever since. He's our rescuer. Jesus is my rescuer. He rescued me from the life I was in. That's the newest edition of the church. Right there. Can we see the newest edition? Is it okay? Where you at? Come on up here. Wait a minute. I didn't even think. If he's up, if he's up, can we? Can you bring him up? You feel comfortable, Mom? Come on. This is the newest member, Isn't this awesome? How many days? We're what? Three? Wait. Wednesday, so what's that? What's say? Hey, Sunday? I don't even know what day of week it is. Right, look at that. Come here. Get a good camera shot. And we're going to let you go. I know you probably go, okay, look it. Mom and dad, get a picture. Wait. I'm interrupting my sermon to come back for a moment. <laughs> oh, congratulations. I know she was going to the restaurant. Once I heard him, I said, hey, come on. Praise the Lord. We got to let him in. Newest member. You got responsibilities. Look what it says here, though. You want to pop that up there? Can you put 211? I can do 10 things at once. Just stay with me. Uh, Come on. Can you see 211? Look at this, though. Read this. A rescuer has been given to us. A rescuer from heaven to rescue me out of life situations. Do you remember that? Some of you may not look at your face. I remember the day you got rescued. Looking at Joshi, he came and seen me one time a long time ago. I remember the day God rescued you. He rescued me. He's rescued us. That's what it says. Luke 2.11, it says that the rescuer has been given to us. Well, think about this. Look at these great things. They For today in Bethlehem, a rescuer is born of you, for he is the Lord Yahweh and the Messiah. He can rescue you out of situations. Maybe you're battling addiction right now and nobody knows it in this room, but you, guess what? He can rescue you. He didn't stop rescuing He didn't show up in the earth, I'm a rescuer today. I don't rescue him. He can get you from stop drinking alcohol as much as you've been drinking. He can set you free from drug addiction. He can set you free from stuff holding you back. He can rescue you in that marriage. He can rescue you from that mental picture you can't get away from. He can rescue you from thoughts you don't have to keep. No he can rescue you from situations and circumstances you should have let go a long time ago. But I got news you, He's a rescuer. And I started thinking about something. You know what? Can you pop that Psalms up there? That's a scripture that's going to get us, man. And this that, this Psalm scripture that goes with it is bless my life because it's all you know, Not only is he a rescuer, he's a deliverer, but check this out. I love this. Psalms uh, 3 and 8 says this, my true hero comes to my rescue. For the Lord alone is my savior, my hero. I started thinking about superheroes, you know. You know, nowadays, you know, we only had Superman back in the day. We didn't have all this fancy stuff, you know. Now you got all this stuff like aliens come from another planet and Iron Man's got to save us from the doomsday of the world. Come on, right? And you look at those superheroes, right? That's where my head went. Y'all go with me. Just go on my ride, right? I'm thinking like, you know, the world's going to end, and here comes Iron Man, right? Now you got all of them, right? Iron Man showing up with all of them, and Batman, and they all show up, and they save the world from the end of the what? The terror that's coming from an alien planet. Sounds like the Bible. (laughs) Here comes the devil with his nonsense, and God rises up a bunch of spiritual superheroes to defend us. But guess what? We only need one. His name is Jesus. I love this. He said, my hero's coming to my rescue. Do we think that little baby in the manger was a hero from day one? Amen? Come on. Do we know that your hero's going to rescue you? How about next time someone says, well, how are you going to get through this? My hero's coming to rescue me. How are you going to fix that marriage? My hero is going to come rescue me. How are you gonna get a better doctor's report. There's a hero coming to rescue me. I don't know about you, but I think we should get like a Jesus shirt, like t shirts. We just like, dun, ta, da, da, shush, we rip it open, and there's a big J. Hallelujah! He's gonna come save me, he's gonna come deliver me, he's gonna set me free. He can do it. At one time I told the kids, you know, they were littler, you know, smaller, and I think Luca was running around. I said, I Tell you who my superhero is, Jesus. I said, Jesus, my superhero. He's deep, man. You know what I'm saying? But think about it. Do I realize that there's a rescue on the daily ready for me to help me in life? That he could do it, amen? He could do it. He could turn around. He's the. You, know, you ever see like some of this far-fetched stuff they got? You know, all this crazy stuff, the world's falling off. They, they're like, oh, we could do it. And there they come swooping in and saving the day. I just want you to remember this. Jesus coming and swooping and save your day at any given moment in time. But I talked about this too. In verse 12 and 13, in Luke 12, 2 12 and 13, I want you to see this. This is one of the things I thought about. He could come in and he's, he could be a rescuer, but you, better, you and I better start getting an understanding of the miraculous. See, that whole birth was a miracle. Look what it says in Luke 2 11. And it says, I'm sorry, 2 12. You will recognize him by the miracle sign, and you will find a baby wrapped in strips of cloth lying in a feeding trough. And all at once, the vast number of angels will appear and praise God singing. Glory to God in the highest. The realms of heaven, for there is peace and good hope given to the Son of Man. Thought about that. You'll recognize him for his miracle sign. Have you forgotten the miracles? You know, in Psalms, the Bible says this, that God reminded them. He told Israel, he goes, go back and remember the miracles I did. Go back and remember, I'm the guy who fed you with manna that fell out the sky. Go back and tell your kids that I'm the God who parted the Red Sea. Go back and remember what I did. Remember how you, you came out one way and you went in a new way? Remember how I delivered you? Remember how I set you free? Remember how armies came against you, but I was there? Are, do we, are we keeping a miracle mentality that God can move in? You know, I was telling the church... Had a nine o'clock service. I said back in the day, church was never about communication and oration and and the levels of speaking. It was about the presence you brought when you showed up. Great men of God were never great men and women of God were never ever ever critiqued on their communication. They were always critiqued on what they brought in the room. Their presence that of God they brought in the room meant more than what really came out of their mouth. I watched great men of God almost struggle and stammer in their communication, but then God would get on them and you knew God was in the room. Something shifted in the atmosphere that grabbed your attention. The, the communication and the oration was almost a, a, a moment of, uh, of just waiting till God showed up. It was wait. And we talked about miracles, and we talked about the God that can do the impossible. We talked about blind eyes. and I mean, you guys, you guys were with me. We were in Ramah, man. And Brother Hagin would get up, and I don't know what he was saying sometimes. I don't think he knew what he was saying. It sounded like he was just, you know, fumbling around a little bit. And I'll do respect, but he would just kind of like talk, talk, talk. And then all of a sudden, you knew something. He said, well, you just knew God was in the room. He'd just come in. Funny how he does it, huh? He just comes in. How are you getting him to do that? Did he just walk in through the wall? He's been here all the while. He's been waiting for his moment to reveal himself. This comes in. Wait. And we thought, he likes it when you talk about the things he likes. Got a miracle mentality. So I'm going to tell you, sometimes I forget about how good he is. He could turn that around. He could change it all. We lose it because we get stuck in Familiar. Go, put, go build that again. 2021 is going to be my miracle year. I don't know what you got to tell yourself. Just know he's the God of miracles. I sang that song, remember? He's the God of miracles. He reminded him in Psalms. He said, go back and remember the miracles I did. Go back and remember what I did. That's why God was big in memorials. The memorial was never to build a statue or a place for people to idolize. It was a place to go back and bring your memory to how good I am. One of the stories of Joshua, he was walking through a brook. He said, go put stones in the middle of the lake and <laughs> the lake they built a morrow He said every time you go back and you look at that no I was there some of you got a moment in that right Day, day, day something happened you know that's my memorial i went back to that thing that's it was it was ceremonial because of how you are and who you are and what you did but i got a miracle mentality because i know the god i serve is a god of miracles and and you start talking about miracles in the house and you start telling the kids hey god can do it you know i don't don't ever limit kids kids will dream man they'll like yeah they, those jokers were they're building rockets to the moon they know everything too you know i just let them let them dream let them dream, let them dream. Uh, I, i'm gonna get a plane yeah you get two you can fly your dad around praise the lord i don't I don't need to go deal in that line. Good, good idea. Get a plane and it, you know, I remember when they were little, they wanted these cars, you know, and somebody one time told me, you know, that car is expensive. I said, Nothing's ever too expensive. Don't get that limitation. You'll get boxed in. Nothing's not, nothing, nothing's too expensive. You just lose that because God, God can do anything. You gotta break limitation. Some of you are adults, you gotta break limitation off you. You guys, break the limitation of dreaming off you. Why not you? Why not? Why not? Why not? Why not more? Why not? Why not that marriage? Why, why not? Oh, you're, uh, my mama fought. My grandma fought. Papa fought. Granny fought. Everybody fight. We're coming from a family of fighters. I praise God. Well, you could become the lover in the family. Come on, somebody. Come on. Rico Suave. Hey. Come on. <laughs> you know what I'm You don't know what I'm talking about? Yeah, they all know what I'm talking The young kids are like, he's weird. Uh, just, uh, easy, come on, child. You know what I'm saying? You got to go back to understanding he's the God of miracles. You got to refresh yourself. You got to remind yourself. I don't know what this guy's talking about. Is he talking about? I'm talking about your home. I'm talking about your kids. I'm talking about your marriage. I'm talking about your in-laws. They're coming. I'm talking about stuff that's getting ready. I'm talking about that kid that didn't serve God for 40 years, but going to show up for Christmas and say, I don't know, but something's been happening to me. He said, praise God for the God of miracles amen why not you why not now why not this year why not forever how about we get a miracle mentality he said look he said he's gonna why he's gonna have a sign of miracles it wasn't just showing up in a manger he was carrying miracles you are too but how do you get conscious of the miracles you got get conscious of the miracle worker you are and I got something not only are they for me I can give them away you can lay hands on the sick. You can speak words of hope. You can help somebody. You're going to have great opportunity, guys. It's going to be an awesome opportunity for you to share what it is you know and know what it is you're sharing. Amen? How about this one? I thought it this way, right? Look at Luke 2.14. This is so good. Luke 2.14. I love this scripture because it says, Glory to God in the highest realms of heaven, for there is peace and good hope given to the sons of men. I don't know about you, but I need hope. I need hope in a lot of areas of life. And you know what the Bible says? If you don't have God, which you don't have the word, you ain't got, you're hopeless. That's what it says. The Bible says, without God in this world, they're hopeless. Your neighbor that you're going to go, you're going to show them your lifestyle. Get out of here, man. Stop this nonsense. Whoever says that needs, after a while, and I know great men of God and women of God say this stuff. I, I Maybe it produces the quality of the value of the validity of a voice, your lifestyle, but, man, somebody better preach to somebody sooner or later. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, your good character makes your voice what? Valuable, worthy, respected, right, because they see your lifestyle, but until somebody preaches, ain't nobody getting saved. You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, I don't want to rub my neighbors the wrong way. No, it's time to preach to your neighbors. It's time to preach. You just, we might be living in the last days. You know, I remember uh, we had BB. Remember David? I don't know what that guy said for, f- for three years. I was there two years. Uh, you, I don't remember. I remember he said that one class. He said, how offended are your f- friends and relatives and neighbors going to be when they step into hell and know you knew the truth, but you never told them what you knew? You worried about offending them like, oh, I don't want to go to your house and tell you Jesus is Lord. Well, what's, how offended are they going to be when they step into hell knowing you knew the truth, but you were too scared to share it? Come on, man. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, I, mean, I don't want to lose my friends. I don't need friends. Man, I don't want, you. can you imagine that? You got the cure, like, you know what I mean? That'd be like having a cure for, for this virus going around, and you leave it in your pocket. I don't want to offend nobody. The world be smacking you in the head. We know Jesus is the answer, but can you imagine this? I got it. I got the, I got the formula at the house, but I don't want to tell, because, you know, if you bring this out, some people are going to get mad because they got to take a vaccine. All right, listen, chill out, don't write me a letter. You understand the concept of what I'm saying. You got the hope of the world for people and their marriage and their health and their, and their life and their stuff and their kids and they're, they're staying up at night going crazy and you have to hope, but you too scared to tell somebody this stuff? Man, open your mouth. I'd rather not be friends and you know the truth than what? Hold back the truth and me and you be friends. Come on, you know what I'm saying? Let's get out here and tell people, you ain't gotta be rude, do it in love. A peaceful seed that's sown, people can receive. You just be like, hey, I don't want to butt in your life, you know, Brother Keith, but I just want to let you know what I know I found in the Bible. Now, whether you're a Bible guy or not, I just want to let you know because I, you know why? Because I care about you. Who's going to say no to that? Come on, man. Look at this. Glory to God in Israel. Peace. I need peace. That's all I'm looking for. And guys, look, I know you're looking for peace. Everybody wants peace. But guess what? Peace is not, listen, peace in your life is not going to come from the absence of the storm. Peace in life is not going to come because there's absence of a storm. Guess what? You're going to have to find peace in the midst of storms. Because there ain't no other way to get out of the storm's life. So everybody's like, well, it's just good. It's good. Don't touch nothing. <laughs> it's all good. Don't say nothing. Don't touch nothing. Can we just stay stuck? No. Tomorrow's coming. Good, up, bad, happy, sad, it's coming. So what I mean, peace in life is not absence from the storms. It's what? Being conscious of the presence of God within the storm. That yeah, he's going to work it out. It's going to be okay. Come on. We got to be able to find peace in the midst of the storms of life. Otherwise, what do you do? You just go up and down like a wave of the sea. Peace doesn't come from absence of storms. You know what I'm saying? Hard times. They're coming. I could tell you your future, up, down, sideways, all over, but God doesn't change. I don't know what the future holds. I know who's holding the future. And I don't know what's coming, but I know my response makes a difference in how I overcome. That's it. See so what I'm saying? Peace. How many of you know, man, peace is something nice when you ain't got none? <sighs> Come on, right? Peace is nice. Look what it said. He called, he called him the Prince of Peace. In Isaiah chapter 9, you all know that one, 6 and 7, you don't have to go there. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. And his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. What are of the increase of his government and peace shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom, to order it and to establish it with judgment, with justice, and henceforth forever and ever, the zeal of the Lord our God of hosts will be performed. What's he saying? He said, "He said." Now, you know, somebody asked me about that scripture. You know, in the government, he said, are they talking about the natural government. I said, "No, they're talking about the kingdom of heaven." He's established the kingly government that supersedes the government of the earth. You understand it? You understand it? Now, that's why we submit in areas of the earth because God's told us to, but we got a kingdom of authority that comes from a different realm that, that government rests upon his shoulders, the principles of God. We operate in that. We don't need to get all that right now, but here's what it says. You don't think God, God didn't just leave us here without kingdom rules and principles to overcome. That's how come you could happen. He said he's the prince of peace. He's a counselor. He's a mighty God. Come on, you got everything you need. Amen. Look at this. Look at this one right here. I like this too. This blessed me as I was thinking about this. I love Luke. Look at this Luke 2.15. You're going to love this. You got This one you got to see. Look up there and read this thing with me in a minute. I'm telling you what. Listen to this. When the choir of angels disappeared back to heaven, the shepherds said one or another, let's go, let's hurry and find this word that is born in Bethlehem and see ourselves and see what the Lord will reveal unto us. He said, what? He said, let's go find the word. Now, that, that got me. They said let's go see this baby. Let's go see Mary. Let's go see what the baby looks like. They said let's go find the word. Man, I started thinking about that. That caught me. I said, "Are we trying to find the word? Let's go find a word that can be revealed unto us. Let's go looking for the word. Are we, look, we last thing we looks like people are looking for is the word. Let me tell you how I feel. Man, hang on. Let's look for a word and then you tell me how you feel." Right? Let me tell you what I think about it. Well, wait a minute. That's cute. But let's go find the word and then let, me tell, let the word tell us what to think about it. Woo! Well, you ain't, you ain't shouting with me today. Listen to me. Let me do this again, right? Let, let me tell you how I feel. No, let's go find the word and let the word tell you how to feel. Hey, come on, preach, preacher. Come on, right? Hey, hey, wait a minute. Let me go. Let me tell you what it looks like. No, let me go find the word and let the word tell me what it looks like. You see this mentality? Like, let me tell you what this is doing to me emotionally. Stop, pause, collaborate, and listen. I got my playlist going on here. No, come on. You don't know what I'm talking about, do you? You people think I'm crazy. I'm not. I'm really, I'm really sane. Just ask me. I'll tell you how sane I really am. <laughs> you know, some of you guys got to loosen up. You're not ready for the holiday. You're not even ready for the afternoon. Some of you are like, I don't know what he's doing. What is he talking about? You got to go to bed earlier on Saturday, some of you. I keep telling you this. What was he doing? It was a song. Relax. It's Vanilla Ice. You don't know? (laughs) You guys don't know this stuff? (laughs) Collaborate and listen. I'm going to start playing music in here. (laughs) Try to get you guys in. Come on. Listen. Look it. Are you going to the word? And then telling, letting the word tell you what to say in your situation? or you tell. let me, what? Think of this. This is good, right? Jesus, they went looking for the word. Jesus did this. I am the word in every situation. Let me tell you how I feel. Stop. Let's go find the word and then let the word tell you how to feel. You see the mentality? Are we seeking like that? Looking to be revealed? Well, they just went looking for the baby. Now, they knew that word was in that baby. You understand what I'm saying? How am I gonna, what am I going to do? Sit up here for four hours and just tell you Jesus came? <laughs> Come on, we gotta find somewhere to go with this story. Come on. You see what I'm saying? I'll come up here next year and be like Jesus came, he was born in a manger, we could do like a little thing and have shepherds show up. Give me a break. I ain't never doing that. You forget it. Let's have a play. Let's not. Okay, go watch Elf at Home on your own time, and I'm going to preach the gospel, okay? This is what I'm saying. Are we looking for the word? Now, let me tell you how I feel. No, let's find the word and let the word tell your situation how to feel. Come on. Uh, Let me tell you what I'm thinking. Stop, pause, wait, time out. Let's go find the word and let the word tell me what you're supposed to think. Let's go find the word, and when we find the word, let the word tell me what to think, tell me what to do, tell me how to think it, tell me how to say it, tell me how to speak it, what to meditate on. Think upon these things. Here we go, see? Now, that's not popular because you don't have no emotional squirm there because I've, de- I've desensitized you from the arena you should not be in if you're going to walk in the word. Man, I told him in the morning service, man, this, 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 this should go over big. Well, I'm batting a 1,000. Might as well just let it rip. Um, If you're going to really be a doer of the word, most people don't want to be because it's too painful for you. Because when you start doing the word, everybody else around you that doesn't do it, you're going to feel like you're being taken advantage of. So when you start walking in love at a level when everybody around you doesn't want to walk in love, you're going to start going, man, I don't know if it's worth it, but it is. And that's where it's gonna come down to because most people just, seriously, you cannot manipulate anything that lasts. It doesn't work. So that's what people wanna do. They wanna go to human reasoning and all this other stuff that doesn't work. The only way to really get it to work right is you gotta go through the kingdom principles and when you take kingdom principles, it works. Do you get it? Look at this, right? So we are gonna go find that word. Everybody say, I'm finding the word. Look at this one, I got the last one for you. Ready for this one? Look at this, verse 19. I like this one. This bless me. Right? So look at this. It's 219. But Mary treasured all these things in her heart, and she often pondered what they meant. Like, let me let me just read. Let me just read 15. I, you, you got five minutes. Let me read 15, 16, 17, 18, and just 19. It'll make so much more sense. Even the choir of angels disappeared back to heaven. The shepherds said one to another, let's go. Let's hurry and find this word that is born in Bethlehem and see for ourselves what the Lord has revealed to us. So they ran into the village and found their way to Mary and Joseph. And there was the baby lying in a feeding trough. Upon seeing this miraculous sign, the shepherds recounted what had just happened. Everyone who heard the shepherd's story was astonished by what they were told. But Mary treasured all these things in her heart. And often pondered what they meant. The shepherds returned to their flock, ecstatic over what had happened. They praised God and glorified him for all they had heard and all they'd seen for themselves. Just like that, angel said. And on the day of the baby's circumcision ceremony, eight days after his birth, his parents gave him the name Jesus, the name prophesied by the angels before he was born. In verse 19, she said this. She treasured all these things in herself, and she thought of them often. I started, th- I started thinking about Mary- Mary's journey just for a minute. Mary, you're going to have a kid. She said, I don't even know a man. I said, Mary, things that are getting ready to happen. It's going to happen because of God. You could play, man. It's going to happen because of God. It's not going to happen because humans are going to get involved in this thing. It's going to happen because God's gotten involved. And I like what she said. She said, "I, I, I, I remembered. I held him. I treasured it, and I pondered it." Can you imagine? Here he is. He's going to be the Savior. This little baby. Here he is. He's gonna be a savior of the world. He's gonna be the hope of the earth. He's gonna be the king of kings. He's gonna be the lord of lords. He's gonna be a deliverer of mankind. I think. Can you imagine? Like the first time he got in trouble, she must have looked at said, "He's gonna be the deliverer of mankind." I could see him being over her knee because trust me, he got a spanking too. He's gonna be a savior of the world. But she would always remember and ponder what was said about him. So I asked this, have you, have you revisited what he told you? Are you pulling it back and pondering it? You know, I told him in the morning, I was laughing. I said, not too long ago, I had these guys are probably watching. They had me, um, they had me do a Zoom call for pastors. You know, and I said, would you go on the Zoom call with pastors and talk to these guys? you know just for the porters it was cool sunday night i said sure i love it and i went back to the to the to, to the beginning of things cuz the guys were some of them were new you know some of those and i said yeah i said some of you you know i started thinking and it was funny it just made me it made me it made me think and i said i remember going to like i remember walking into post office it was a story i don't know why i'm quickened by the story today for some reason somebody told me in the morning service it helped them um i remember going to post office and Donnie, this was crazy, right? I walk in the post office, it's 11 something and I used to go real late. Because you know when you go to the post office, you got the box key, but nobody's open, the gate's all closed, you can't get in, but you can go to your box, you can get in there and you, you can open your box and that's about all you could do. And I remember, I'm not kidding you. I would go in there and scream at the top of my lungs. Because you, know, you got a ministry, you got no partners, you got no help, you got nothing really, you got a dream. You know, you you got all this stuff. And I remember going to that P.O. box and thinking like, okay, we had the, we had just gotten to Miracle Center. I'm figuring out how you're going to pay for this and what are you going to do and where's the help and all that stuff. And I never forget, I walked down the court, I pull the door open, I look to make sure because every once in a while you have a straggler in there. It's 11 or something at night. And I'm like, God, where are you? Because I was pondering what he said. I was thinking about what he said, and I was acting out the steps of what he said, but I couldn't see any of it working. Not that I needed, you know, the 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 something big. I just needed something, and nobody's believing, and nobody cared, and nobody. People love you, your parents love you, everybody. You know, your, your parents, the people you really know that believe in you. you got you gotta believe in me. <laughs> well, you gotta tell me I stink. My mother did tell me my sermons were too long, but, <laughs> but. They, I'm joking, right? Come on, right? But you know what I'm saying? Like the like somebody outside of the sphere of influence that could somebody, and I say, God, where are you, man? The things you told me, the things you spoke, the things you said, this was your idea, this wasn't my idea. I don't care if it really works. This was. I thought I heard you. I don't know, but I don't see anything coming together for this thing, and now where are you? What is this? Time after time, I go in there. God! What are you doing, man? You told me this thing. You gave me this dream. You gave me this thing. I didn't mind my own business. Where is this thing? Now I'm talking about the loved ones getting saved. The belief you got for whatever whatever it is. And I'd go back and ponder what he said, the plan, and why. I don't know why life's the way it is. It's not a wonderful world. It's not. It stinks. But you navigate through it the best you can. And sometimes it's not always right. Sometimes it's always white picket fences and tulips and daisies. It's a nightmare, and you got to survive. And I remember, I never forget walking in there. Of God, day of two, three days, I'd go God. God. And one day, I, I was walking out, and it was like he was standing next to me. I said, God, what are you doing? He said, Um. I was like, Man, what are you? you are you even involved in this thing? And I really felt in my heart. God was like, This. You know why? Nothing ever happens overnight. In this sense, like, well, I don't know. About time I hear something. That's what I was thinking. He said, so when the people show up and the stuff shows up and everything shows up, you're going to remember how important they really were because you remember when there was nobody here. I'm talking about this 24, I don't know, 25 years later, 20-some-odd years, whatever. I still remember it. I pondered the things he said in the moments, and then you go back and you ponder the things he says again. Am I even supposed to be doing this? God, where are you? You—that's when they show up. You'll appreciate them. I never—you ponder it, you bury it, and you put it in here. There's things God spoke to you that are like treasure. They're in here. Nobody understands them. Nobody really knows. But you go back and visit. It's okay. Ponder it. I remember what was said, and it doesn't look like it's happening. You think Jesus wasn't getting wayward? You don't think it didn't look like it was going to work? You don't think running across, hiding? It wasn't just a baby in a trough. One day he hung on a cross. Look down. Didn't look like it was working. But she pondered it and kept it forever. One day he looked down on the cross and said, go go be with John. My job's finished. It's bigger. Don't let go of it. Savior of the world. Don't let go of those dreams. Don't let nobody take them. Don't let go of those words. Don't let go of nothing. Just ponder it. The flashback she must have had. The flashback she had to have. That's what they were talking about. Mighty God. Don't let go of it. Don't let nobody take it. If he said it, ponder it. He'll bring it to pass. Come on, stand up on your feet. Hallelujah, Father. We thank you for today. We thank you. thank you for what you're doing in our life. And we thank you as we come together to celebrate Christmas. Christmas Christmas to us is more than just, it's more, th- oh, hey. It's more than just, it's more than just a holiday, a moment. It's, it's every day. And let us never forget that. Let us hang on to it. We love you, Jesus. Father, I thank you for each and every person here. I thank you for the families they represent, the dreams that they carry, the purposes that they contain. I thank you for the gifts. The Bible says a man's gift will make room for him. Your gift will make room before kings. There are spiritual gifts, your natural gifts, the gifts that you've been given. Father, I thank you that you are the greatest gift that the earth has ever received and you've never stopped giving. We receive from you the blessing and the increase of life for every season to come. We thank you. We love you. We praise you. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. And everybody said amen. amen. Well, amen. We're listening, man. Come on, clap. We just want to let you guys know, I know... Pastor Liz, she really wanted that. They wanted that crazy dog. I don't know what they're doing, man. But listen, we just want you to know Merry Christmas from us, the relevant church family, the staff, the whole crew. We just want to wish you guys a Merry Christmas. This week we're on schedule. Watch the Christmas Eve if you get a chance. It's really going to be funny. I know some of you got tasked to. to do some stuff. I got one little part. That's all I got. (laughs) I don't have much. (laughs) So I know it's going to be funny. So make sure you watch it. Have a Merry Christmas. Enjoy your family. Be a blessing as best you can, I know. And just remember this, we love you guys and we appreciate you guys. And we're gonna see you soon. We'll see you next week and we get back in here and then we'll be geared up. Take some time, be sensitive to God over this next 21 days coming up after January. It's gonna be a great time to go to a whole new level. But Merry Christmas, we love you guys. God bless you. Get out of here. Have a good holiday.